Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Bongino Brief. I'm Dan Bongino. You know, the way the left talks about economics is becoming increasingly disturbing, folks. It's not your money. Listen, leftists, I know this is troubling to you, but when I earn money and my family owns money because we work, I did not grow up wealthy. My wife was an immigrant to this country, to Colombia. Her mom came here with like $20 in her pocket. So I don't need your lectures. Again, you can go sit down, take your seat, put your dunce, dunce cap on. I'm not interested in your lectures about hard work and money. You sit at home, I, you know, you roast your s'mores all day, you sing your campfire songs with your leftist friends in between Antifa rallies and BLM rallies when you're burning down hardworking people's businesses. I get that. You don't actually work for a living. You do nothing. You're leftist. Leftists hate the idea of work or a meritocracy, right? We work. We actually go out and do our jobs and we change nature and we change the world for the better for us. That's what we do. You don't. You just benefit from us because you're losers. But the way the left talks about money and other people's assets has always been disturbing to me. So there's an article in the Wall Street Journal today. Biden's tax changes won't hurt family farmers. Here's the gist of it. If you make an investment in, say, land, say you buy land, doesn't matter, farmland, whatever it may be. You buy the farmland for, say, $200,000. The farmland appreciates to a million dollars, right? Pretty decent appreciation on on an investment. If you die and you give that million-dollar asset to your kids, your kids only pay taxes on the appreciation from a million dollars up, not on the taxes from the original $200,000 investment. Does that make sense? Everybody tracking? Yeah. yeah. Pretty simple stuff. Yeah. Sounds fair, right? I mean, no big deal. Keep in mind, Farmer Jones, who bought the farm property for $200,000, already paid taxes on the money he used to buy the property. If he bought the property with his income, his income was already taxed. Everybody tracking? And if Farmer Jones were to sell the property before he died, Farmer Jones would also pay a capital gains tax on it, depending what he did with the property. Everybody cool with that? The left doesn't like that at all. The left thinks it's their money. I want you to listen to this quote from another hack politician, Tom Vilsack, ag secretary. He says, uh, He says, right now, when you sell a piece of property, you pay tax on the amount of increase in value since you purchased it, what I just said. If you pass it on to an heir, the heir is treated as though they bought that property the day you died. So if they sell, they pay tax only on the increase in value during the time they held the property. That doesn't sound so bad, but this policy has allowed the wealthy to amass large fortunes. Oh, my God. Can't have that. Allowed the wealthy. It's not your money, numbnuts. It's ours. It's not your money. What have you, you haven't earned any of it, dill sack. You haven't owned a damn, you haven't earned a, a dime of that money. How about you, soup cooler, shut it. Cotton out of your ears, in your mouth. It's not your money. I love how the leftists talk about other people's money like it's their money. It is allowed the wealth. You don't have to allow me to do squat. I was born a free person. I don't need your lectures, you loser. Tom Dillsack. This dillweed in the government, oh my gosh, you allowed you to earn a mass fortune. Allowed me? What do you even have allowed me to do anything? It's my money. Don't ever forget the Milton Friedman way about spending money, right, too. When you spend money, cost and quality matter. Cost matters, you're buying something for yourself. Quality matters, you're buying something for yourself, right? Cost matters, it's your money. When government spends money, it's other people spending other people's money on other people. 
Cost doesn't matter. It's not the government's money. It's other people's money. Quality doesn't matter. They're not even buying stuff for themselves. And Dilsack wants to take your money. Yeah, I know it's Vilsack. He's, he's Dilsack on this show. It's not his money. These people already paid taxes after they bought these investments. Now when they die, it's your money? Allowed them to. You know, you allow nothing, Dilweed. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Ladies and gentlemen, is this really difficult to understand? Do we really need a doctor of philosophy and economics? Getting frustrated. To explain that if you make it comfortable for people not to work, sadly, many people, not all, will not work. Is that hard to understand? How complicated is that? The Biden administration, thankfully, this this, uh, boost in unemployment is going away. But we are paying people a portfolio of benefits not to work. We have to become the party of work. The The Republican Party has to stop being shy. Our message should be this. Get your ass out of the chair and go to work. End of story. That should be the Republican motto. I will die on that hill. If you are capable, you are not a child, a someone infirmed, a senior has outlasted their working years, someone who has a disability preventing them to work. If you can work, go to work. Go to work. Don't be a loser. Go to work. I'm sorry. I always get feedback from people. Some, someone will say, oh, dad, I'm a Republican and I, I, I you know, I don't want to work. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't care. Go to work. Go to work. That should be our message. That's a hill I'm willing to die on. Go to work. And the Democrats want to pay people not to work and are stunned that people aren't working. I do. I get an email once in a while. I get it. Usually 99 out of 100 emails are, hey, you're right, Dan. We should be the party of the dignity of work. There is dignity in all work. I was happy to stock shelves, clean toilet bowls, clean mausoleums. That's what I did. That's what was my job when I was younger. And I was proud of it. Cleanest damn mausoleums, toilet bowls, and grocery store aisles you ever saw. I was proud of it. There's dignity in that. Don't rob a man of their dignity and pay them not to work. And if you can work, then go to work. Sorry if that sounds harsh, but it's true. Change your entire life. The Dan Bongino Show. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the Dan Bongino Show wherever you get your podcasts.